What's going on, guys? Welcome into episode number 62 of the Ask Tony Show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Today, I have two absolutely extraordinary individuals in the building. Yes. Two people that I've been wanting to talk to for a long time. Um, you know, I've known them for a while. And, you know, they what they're doing is really revolutionary, in my opinion, for a lot of different reasons. And so I want to kind of get into that. But uh, Luis Pena and Cassidy Nelson, they, they are co-owners of Transform Fitness. Guys, thank you so much for being here. T tell us a little bit about you guys, where you're from, and what you're all about. Yeah. Well, I'm Luis Pena. Um, I was originally raised in Venezuela. Um, that's where I was uh, born and raised. Uh, moved to the U.S. Um, you know, I was 10 years old. You know, my dad came over in the 90s. You know, I, I didn't really see him. Didn't know I had a dad. I mean, I knew I had a dad, but it wasn't physically there. Not knowing that he was in America working his tail off, you know, going to school. And he started as a, started out working as a dishwasher in some Italian restaurant. And not a lot of people know this, right? And, yeah, that's kind of what started, you know, that, that American dream for me. You know, yeah. knowing my dad's background and what he came from and coming back to Venezuela, getting my mom and I. Moving over, you know, that was a, a huge, a huge, you know, starter for me on how I do things nowadays and how I, you know, do things with, with my relationship and my marriage. And, you know, it's just go out and do it. Yeah. You know, if my dad can do it, I could do it too, but better in a way, yeah. <laughs> you know. Love it. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's been great. You know, I've, you know, I went to school, did business. Um, I became a trainer, you know, six years ago. And yeah, now we've been running the business for six years now, actually. Um, and obviously me and Cass started dating um, a while ago and kind of, I had Transform already set up and started and it was my new realm after, you know, being with T-Mobile, I was with T-Mobile, I was with KSL, I was doing a lot of sales and, you know, I wanted to change my life. Um, I did go through a, a fat to fit journey um, I went from 250 to like 160 for my first show, which was huge, you know, and I, I was pre-diabetic. I had ulcers in my stomach. I had a lot of issues that I needed to fix. But the biggest thing, you know, that I've tried to implement in my life has been, you know, my mental. The Louis that was 2014, 2015 is the completely different who I am now. Yeah. I think that I think that's what she married me to. <laughs> she would not like you. Like, yeah. yeah. Different guy. Wouldn't happen. Um, what, about, what about you, Cass? Um, I'm Cassidy Nelson, and I grew up here in Salt Lake. I went to Olympus High School, played soccer there, and then I've actually been personal training for 12 years. Okay. And I coached um, at Olympus High School, Judge High School, um, and then my uh, all my brothers and. My sister, we all have played college soccer. They've played and I've coached and got to coach with my dad and my parents were all athletes. So um, I just wanted to get into something that gave me such purpose and meaning in my life. And I wanted to be able to give that back to other people. Love it, love it. So you guys run Transform yes. uh, Fitness. Tell us a little bit about that. How many athletes do you guys have? I know you guys are all over the place with shows. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about the story of Transform uh, from where it started to where it is today. So I went through my, my journey, you know, and Cass was, was in it with me from the beginning, you know, years ago. And it for me, it was, 
how can I find fulfillment in giving people that service and the same feeling that I went through when I started, right? So fat to fit, mental, emotional, and physical. And well, and he actually, when I met him, we started hanging out again because we actually met in junior high. But we started hanging out again, and he yeah. was at KSL, and he hated it. <laughs> hated it. So he re honestly, he just wanted to do something else. I was in a, sh I was in a shirt and tie every day, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, like it takes me too long. Yeah. He wanted but to do yeah, something else. It's true. I remember the conversation you know, years ago, and, and I told her we were having lunch, and I said, I'm going to make this happen. I want to do it. You know, I have this, I have this skill. I'm very personable. And to be in our realm of business, you have to be personable. You have to be able to fit with different people. You know, color, religion, styles, body style, mental, you know, stability. And and that's what we've, we we try to implement, you know, like I did for me, was the mental, physical, and emotional change. Like I said, I wasn't the same person I was when I was big and when I am fit, okay. right? And I had to go through a lot of, of changes. You know, it's funny because I was, you know, fat, obese, you know, I had a lot of insecurities about myself, you know, and when I became fit, then came the ego. Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm just gonna be real, that's what happens. You know, you feel better. Changed. Exactly, you feel better, you look good, you know, photo shoots, I had, I had sponsorships, I was like living high. The dude. Then I had to realize, you know what, I need to come back down and realize who I am. Yeah. And what I, and honestly what I did was, I need to make this change into something positive, and that's how how I'm gonna help people. Um, and Cassa had already been training, and she had you know her own little business going on the side. And my mentor, uh, Mike Manfrey, shout out to Mike Manfrey. Shout out, Mike. <laughs> um, he said, "Lou, you're great. People love you. You look great. You need to one quit your job, but you can be better than me." And I was like, "Man, this guy's in like five, six years into the business. You know, he's 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 won shows. He's he." Back at the time, he was competing. He was almost a pro at IFBB. And he told me, you can be better than me. And I took, I, took, I took it to heart. I really did. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to do this. So I was already certified with PT. So I started getting my nutrition license um, and certification on top of that. And I was just reading, reading. I remember that first two years, I probably read over like 20 books. Mm -hmm. And I don't like reading. But I had to do that so I can learn more and apply everything that I teach everyone now and how I talk and how I speak and how I'm so fluent with my words, it's all from books. So if you don't read, you need to start reading. <laughs> you need to start reading. Um, and yeah, man, and you know, me and Mike bought our first building um, in West Jordan, um, 2015, I believe. He was there, there. I came in um, and we were just doing nutrition consulting, consulting back and forth. You know, um, it was my family first and then friends. My dad became one of my, my athletes. You know, he lost like 50 pounds help my mom, um, and it just started growing, you know, and I really went from five clients to over 15, six months. Yeah. And it wasn't because I was amazing, I was the best, it's because I honestly care for people. Yeah. And you know this, we've been friends for a while, and your brother and your whole family, like, I, I really do care for people. Yeah, and that's, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you guys. Um, Cause I have issues with the fitness industry. <laughs> I got a lot of problems we with the do. fitness Everyone industry. Does. And so I want you guys to kind of help me straighten it out a little bit. Cause there's a lot of aspects and obviously this all comes from my experience and my conditioning. Right. But there are multiple things within the fitness industry that I think could be dangerous. But I feel like you guys do such a good job 
at helping people avoid those problems. Yeah. And that's why you're sitting in these chairs because I honestly feel like what you do is different from what a lot of other folks do. I, I've had people come and we've talked about diets and we've talked about nutrition and macros and protein and drugs and steroids. <laughs> I mean, we talk about all sorts of stuff, right? Right. Um, but one of the problems that I have, and let's kind of start here, is it seems to me that this sport is incredibly selfish and that in order to win, you have to sacrifice pretty much everything, everything else. Everything, yeah, yeah. From, and I've seen this in my own life from your relationships to you know your social life, um, sometimes even your job. I mean, mm -hmm. you just you yeah. can't perform well in other areas of your life if you want to succeed in this fitness industry. So yeah. um, to that, you guys say what? Yeah, I mean, that's the, the all or nothing mentality, right? So we really do try to teach balance. We do that with our lifestyle clients as well. And so we, we make sure that our athletes are also in a good place to prep. So a lot of them physically look amazing, but we want to see where they're mentally at yeah. to see if they actually are in a good place to be competing. So afterwards, if they can reverse out of it and how that's going to affect the rest of their life. Um, and then we also try to do, um, like I was telling you earlier stuff with, we do group trainings together with our athletes on Saturdays. And then we do mental training afterwards. Um, because to me, if, if your body is strong, but you're mentally weak, I, I mean, I that's think, a struggle. Yeah, 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 that's, that's a lot of people struggle with. And I think we're trying to change that more than anything looking good is just the cherry on top so we want to we want to have well-rounded athletes where their relationships are good they show up well at their jobs and everything else is functioning well not just like yeah you're an amazing athlete but what about the rest of your life for sure so we do the the ims of like who who makes you so like yes you compete but who you, are you? You could get in a car accident tomorrow and never step on stage again. So who are you actually at your core? Right. Yeah. That, that can't be taken away from you. That's what we try to focus on. Yeah. And I think that the mental aspect is, is absolutely key because yeah. if it's, if you're just going in there just to get abs, yeah. it's number one, it's a short term goal. You right. might, you might accomplish it. Right. Um, then you, you can get into how do you maintain that? Right. right. For the long term. Right. But is that actually the goal? Right. right. And I, I say this from experience, right? When somebody wants to get in better shape, it's because they don't like what they see. Of course. They don't feel good. They don't look good. And so very easily that can become this mental cascade where it affects your self-esteem. Right. Yeah. And where you easily make the connection of I don't look good. I don't feel good. So I'm not worth anything. Yeah. So I'm worthless. Yeah. Right. So how do you guys approach that? How, how, how do you help people separate the self-worth from the self-image, because to me, those are intrinsically com combined and it's very difficult yeah. to separate them. So how do you guys go about that with, with the people that you guys work with? I think for me, and I, I do it more of a setup, for example, like my first consultation, I try to figure out who you are, why are you here? Yeah, the, the weight's there, let's say 40, 50 pounds, but why are you actually here? Mm -hmm. And I say that because someone that comes into my office always has a reason to be there. Relationship, um, death, um, abuse, more physically, emotionally, sexually, um, divorce. Um, they're a mom and they have no goals. They, that's their title. If I don't know what you're going through here or why you're in my office, so once I 
like peel off that onion consistently. And, and in that 30 minutes, I'll, I'll know this person really, really well. I know them to the factor of I understand why you're here. Okay, so you went through a divorce and you probably have, you know, some image issues and then you feel less or, you know, you want to look better for yourself because you couldn't when you were married or whatever, yeah. right? And that's what I try to do um, so I can start that process of, okay, how can I make this person become better as we're losing weight? Mm-hmm. You know, and if people that are watching this and they're my clients, that's what I do initially. And then I start, every session is different, you know, and I, and I do the one-on-one training but I always try to bring up the why, how are you feeling, how are you doing, what's been fixing, how are the meals. Mm-hmm. But psychologically, the meals are there. You know, if you want to change, you're gonna change. But it's how can I go around that and ask how you are doing, what are you doing, your structure, your your sleep, your water, are you reading, are you meditating? And I I, I kind of throw it in there a little bit, you know, every time I speak to people and see if they're actually doing it. And the people that actually you know, lose 30, 40 pounds and do it well, they're also working on the mental and just me having a constant reminder. And I make it, to answer your question, as progression. And I do the same thing with myself as as long as I'm doing something little by little, I'm progressing. And the fitness aspect of that is one pound is enough. One page of a book is enough. One, One day you miss cardio, but you do it the next day, that's still good. So what are you doing you know, the next day consistently that you're stepping away from that past person that you don't want to be anymore? Yeah. Well, and so for me, I think it's a little bit different. Like I was saying, I think if you know who you are at the core, um, because we have clients that are shredded out of their minds and are still super unhappy. And we have clients that are overweight and they're still unhappy. So... I, to me, it's not necessarily about the weight. I think we've had people that they think I'm going to be so happy once I have a six pack. And it's like, yeah, that's cool for two seconds, but yeah. I'm still sad because I didn't fix this stuff. I didn't mm-hmm. fix the other stuff going on in here. So trying to figure out who they actually are at the core. So that way when stuff does happen or you do put on five pounds or 10 pounds, that doesn't change how you feel about yourself. Yeah, that sucks but I'm still this amazing person. I still have all these other qualities. I'm loyal, I'm kind, I'm caring, I'm giving. Um, I have good work rate, any of those things that can't be taken away from you so that if you have a six pack, awesome, but it doesn't change how you feel about yourself. Is that cool? Yes, but I do do think it's hard to, to separate the two, but I think it makes it a little bit easier to handle. So we just try to give them tools that when stuff does knock at the door they're in a better place to handle it i love that i and think that, I, I think that is key Go ahead. and that's why we're like, we're like open book like my office door is always open yeah. you have a question ask and I, I do agree with cash he you know we're very open into if something happens hey lou or hey Cass, like this happened mm. and we we give them the tool this is what we you should do or you can do so it won't happen again or you can fix it and we're always consistently there when we communicate so that it doesn't consistently happen. And they're gonna figure it out. Yeah. And at the day, they end up actually figuring out that solution to that certain problem that they have. Mm-hmm. Is it, a, I had a cheat meal. It's okay. And I always make it, you had a cheat meal? Cool, let's just be better next week. You know, if you have 40 meals a week consistently and you have 39 good meals, one meal isn't gonna kill you. Sure. Let me explain why. And there's always an answer to their 
issue or problem at the time. Do you time. find it? Do you find that it's difficult to get people to open up? Like, and you, you guys, I love how how you guys do it. Number one, because you guys are married. You guys are a, a couple, but you. It seems like you guys can correct me if 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 I'm wrong. But it seems like you take the women and you take the men, right? Yeah. To. To yeah. most degree, yeah. Right? yeah. So, yeah. do you guys find like, for example, for me, I would assume that it's more difficult to get a man to open up and be vulnerable than perhaps a woman. Is that accurate? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think so. Yeah. 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 So, it's, so it's, how do you guys get people to tell you the truth, right? Because it's such a, especially for dudes, man. Like talking about <laughs> yeah. our feelings, we don't like to talk about our feelings. Right. Yeah. We're all up in our feelings, but we don't like to talk about our feelings. Yeah. So, how do you get? a guy that has insecurities to, to tell you the truth could, because I completely agree with you that until you know what is wrong, you can't fix it. Yeah. Right? You, um, there's just nothing yeah. you can do. You can give them a meal plan or whatever, but it's just not going to fix right. it. Just yeah. like Cass said. So how do you get them to actually tell you what they're thinking and what they're feeling? I was gonna say, I know this is going to be different. I think yeah. <clears throat> Luis loves going in the office and like having a sit down conversation. And I still do that, but not as much. I think it comes from the training. We have most people actually break down from a really challenging training, mm -hmm. but it has nothing to do with the actual weight, the plates that we're putting on. It's the weight that's here yeah. and it just comes out and then it just starts happening. Have and you then, ever had people like break down after workouts and oh stuff yeah. like oh that? Yeah. During okay. workouts. Yeah. During, they'll start I, I've been looking over and I'm like, oh man, she's crying. <laughs> I, I got I'm like, okay, babe, do you handle it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting yeah. though, because it, it would seem that when the body's broken down, the yeah. mind has the mind kind of takes over right yeah. and yeah. so that's when things can come out so that's that's a yeah. very interesting approach of i'm going to get you to to open up throughout the work mm -hmm. versus in a one-on-one -on -one sit down yeah. well, i did i literally had a girl that like no matter what no matter how many trainings we had or how many times i was like hey how are you doing how's it going what's going in your life it was just always like good good fine good and then one day, and then one day, it just happened. She was training and she just broke down and she was like, I suck. I'm not good at this. I don't even know why I'm trying to go back to school. I don't know why I even work all these things and just like finally released. I think her body let go of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Which cool actually it's crazy because, you know, going in the psychological way is if you're mentally not stable, your body will listen. And we always try to preach, you know, self-care read meditate sleep water because oh i gained five pounds lou have you slept <laughs> no well there you go you know what i mean yeah. so and it's true we've you know i i go at it from an approach of the doors closed it's me and you and, I, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm a very open person i go hey this is what i've been seeing what's going on let's break it down for me talk to me and the reason why they open up because I've already built that rapport from the beginning, right? And from day one to day ninety, I know that that if my, one of my clients is an issue, they're gonna come talk to me. One I, and with the guys, and this is something that we're trying to change. And me and Josue, shout out to Josue, he's my mental guy. We're trying to make it so it's okay to be vulnerable as a man, and that's what I, that was my one of my biggest things as a person, but also in my marriage. How can I be more vulnerable and know and show my feelings no matter what it is? Positive, negative, down, low, whatever it is. And you can still be a, a manly man. A manly man, but also be vulnerable. And be loving. You know what I mean? And, and be emotional. loving and emotional. And you know, I can tell you all my guys right now, you know, Cam, John, Gabe, all of my my main trainers and some of my athletes that have been with me for a while have learned to do that. Yeah. 
and it's not gonna come overnight, but it's just knowing that, hey, you can talk to me, let's fix it now, so it doesn't continue to happen. And most of my guys, are, you know, like Dylan, he just won Mr. You know, Olympia here in Utah. Um, he got second overall in the natural Olympia, and he's going to another, the big, big show, and he's the epitome of that. You know, he, he was super low consistently, and then we started breaking down those, those layers and now he's vulnerable, he's loving, he, he's more he's more in, in tune with himself. And that's my biggest goal, because if I can do it, going from fat to fit to ego, back down, and slowly peel myself as a person, then anybody can do it. I'm just slowly adding the idea into the head, kind of like Inception. You know, I, I slowly integrate these ideas and these conversations and, and these words, and and people start slowly figuring it out. That's just kind of how I, love I do it. it. No, I love it. Absolutely. And so uh, I completely agree that that mental aspect is absolutely critical Yeah. Um, in order for it to be sustainable and for not to just be some some shallow little goal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the other issues that I have with the, with, <laughs> with the fitness industry um, is, and I, I've, I've actually had a podcast about this in the past because I didn't understand it. People have explained it to me and I kind of get it more now. Um, but I, I would love to hear your direct answer. But it seems to me that <laughs> bodybuilding is the only sport in the world that actively celebrates losing. <laughs> you watch football, you watch basketball, boxing. There's a loser, man. Like, you did not win. Yet. But when I look at fitness competitions, um, I see people got eighth and seventh and sixth, and they seem so happy about it. And in my brain, I'm like, bro, you lost, right? Yeah. At least that's how I saw it before. Right. So walk me through that. How, how can somebody compete, go through this whole process to get fifth place and be genuinely happy about it? I think it is because it's, it is, I think it's the only sport that you're doing it 100% of the time. Like I played soccer and you're at training or you're at your game and then you're done. Bodybuilding is a hundred percent of the time sport. Yeah. Your sleep matters, your food matters, your workouts, your cardio, literally everything that you're doing matters and goes into it. So it is a 12 week prep of like everything you do matters. So I think yeah. people are just so excited that, uh, and some people you just don't know where they're coming from. Maybe they lost a bunch of weight but it is 12 weeks of like 100% consistency. And so I think for a lot of people, even though no, it's not first place and you didn't want to get first place, and yeah, that sucks. It's still like, I did that, I accomplished this, and I stayed disciplined yeah. for 12 weeks. That's a pretty big accomplishment. Of course, no, and I agree 100%. Do you guys find yourself having to pick your athletes back up after a loss, or because of the whole mental training that you do, do you feel like they take that better yeah, because so of that aspect? That's a great question because over the last, you know, I say, I'll say three years, we've had more consistent athletes stay with us for that reason. We have clients that have gone seventh or, well, recently we've been winning a lot of shows. <laughs> All of our athletes look really, really good and we're happy about that. But even when they get fifth, because they're going for that first place. I want to get first, Lou. Ah, Cass, you know, first. And I go, listen, you're going to have a teammate that looks better, that showed up more, dieted better, or someone's going to come out of nowhere and kick your ass. And that's going to happen, and that's okay. But the biggest win is you coming in here and not going back to how you were day one. 
And we make it so it's, it's a, like I said, progression. You step on stage and you get third, look at what you accomplished. First, second, third, fourth, fifth, you won to me. Because you, from day one, you were 40 pounds overweight. Now you're shredded and lean. You learn how to pose. You learn how to eat. You learn structure. You learned self-worth. You learned how to um, go through hell. And that's all wins to me. And if I can consistently remind them, and they step on stage and they go, you know what? I did it, Lou. This is my third place, but I did it. Yeah. It's, it's, now, do it's you all, feel that, that, that dialogue can create complacency? And what I mean by that is if you say, hey, you got fourth, great job. It's all about the experience. I commend you. That's the real win. Are you, and here I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate, right? right? Is there is there a, a place where that makes me kind of take my foot off the gas versus you can get first, bro. They all like, want first. Like what's that balance? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm super interested yeah. in that delta, right? Because if somebody tells me you got fifth and they're just clapping for me, like that's going to make me feel good. And I agree with you that the the process from point A to point B, it's, it's all in the growth. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, and I probably think this way because I'm in real estate, like you either close the deal or you didn't. Right. right. And right, if you right. didn't close it, you're not going to get paid. Right. It yep. doesn't matter how you feel. Right. So maybe I look at it, I look at it from that lens. But do you feel like that dialogue can tend to create a complacency or do you feel like it motivates them to then do it again? Well, so we've got I won't name names, but we had a client that uh, we kept pushing her back. We don't have people step on stage unless we think they're ready because that is our name. That is our business card. Right, right. So we want people to win. Um, so we're very upfront of how they're doing um, so that they know, like, like we had one girl, we were like, hey, you can do this show because we kept pushing her back. She wasn't ready, wasn't ready. And we said, you're not going to win this show. You might not even place, um, but maybe it's a good idea for you just to step on stage and even see if you like it, mm -hmm. if you dieting and all this hard work is even worth it for you. Um, cause if it's not, then you should stop doing this, you know? So mm -hmm. she stepped on stage and she was like, man, I, and she ended up placing, she got, I think fourth, fourth or fifth. Yeah. Um, but she realized, but she that realized, was a spark, yeah, right? she spark. realized like, oh, I should have dieted harder. Mm -hmm. I should have stayed to my plan and I need to be better. So it, mm -hmm. it actually worked. Yeah. And some people end up realizing like, you know what? This isn't for me. Yeah, I don't, that was good enough. Yeah. And then they end up either going somewhere else or just not competing anymore. I think on the on the guy aspect, I, I'm so hard on my guys. Like I'm, I'm I wouldn't say I'm a dick, but I these I'm putting right. these guys through. Yeah, you're you know, an eggplant emoji. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting these guys through like you know the most intense workouts, tr uh, posing, dial it in, and most of my guys actually just continue to do it. But same factor is they get third, they go Lou. I want to get bigger. I know what to do now. On their own. I know on their own. Love it. Because again, going back to day one, I'm fixing and tweaking, and I, I, I let them know, hey, you could be really good at this. You might not be first place or take the overall, but in a year, two, or three, if you continue this work ethic, you are going to be great. Yeah. And this Thanks. is why my guys are still with me. You know, most of them, and same with the girls. I have girls that are like, I'm ready to go pro. Let's go. What do I got to do, Lou? Cool. But let's slowly get there. Sure. You well, know. I think setting our standards, like what yeah. we expect. Mm -hmm. We don't want to lose. Mm -hmm. We don't want to get fifth place. So like 
we don't want to be just good enough. We don't want to, and I think that starts from our workouts too. Like we don't, if, if you expect me to come in and give you 100% and pay attention to you and give you my best, I expect the same from you every single time. Yeah, of course. Of course, no. Yeah, and we show up and they realize that. And, we, and they start showing up more and more and more and more in every aspect. And I know, I, and I agree, it's, it's definitely going back to setting the standard and setting the expectation of, hey, this is what we want you to do. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do to get here, trust the process. And the ones that lose go back and say, oh crap, like my teammate looks better because she followed the exact same protocol. You know, diet's a little bit different, they're off, they're off but nothing really changes, chicken's chicken. Hardest card, tremble, tremble, you know? So that's the biggest thing to start realizing I could have done better. I'm going to try again. Now I know what to expect. Yeah. Let's go. I'm ready, coach. And like, it. okay, let's <laughs> hold back a little bit. I love it. I love it. And I, I want to kind of transition into one of the reasons why I think I admire you guys the most because you're both in phenomenal shape. And it, I can tell that you guys have a really strong relationship and you run a business together. Those yes. three things are so hard to do just by themselves. I didn't even think about that until you said it. The fact that you do even think about it at the same time is bonkers. So my question is how? What are some of the ups and downs? If there is a couple out there that maybe is, they're both struggling with their weight, maybe they would right. like to start a business, um, maybe their goals aren't exactly aligned. So how do you guys manage that to where you run a successful business together? Because, you know, for example, I run a real estate business. My wife doesn't. Like, she's there. She's my partner, but she doesn't run it with me. Right. So in, in your case, that's why I think it's unique because you guys yeah. run it together. You're both in great shape and you make it work. So um, how does that work day to day? So, I mean, you can kind of start off. I mean, we've made it work for a while. Um, I'm prepping, you know, I, I, I like the suffering. I don't, I'm not gonna lie, I love to be on prep. I work a lot better mentally, physically, emotionally when I'm on prep, I get a lot more shit done. Um, in the beginning it was hard because she she had never been with someone that was low body fat, two hours of cardio, dieting super low. And it- She gets pretty hangry. I do. <laughs> but I get quiet. I don't speak. And I talk a lot. You yeah, know I talk yeah, a lot. Yeah. But I don't speak at all. Now, I, is that just naturally you're like that or you just had to stop lashing out? So, one, I'm an introvert. <laughs> Guys, I'm an introvert. I know you don't know this, but I'm <laughs> an introvert. I don't speak until I need to speak. And if I have something to say, I'll say it. But with us, you know, I'd, I'd come home. I'm exhausted. I'm working. And she'd be like, what's wrong? I'm like, what? Are you okay? Did there something wrong? I'm like, no. And it was like that for for years. And she'd be mad at herself because I did something wrong or Lou is mad at me. Not realizing that it well, actually was never her. She has nothing to do with my emotions during prep. It's all solely me. And I think it took her a little bit to understand that low energy. Because she's super high energy all the time. you know. But I can't match that when I'm like four or three weeks out. And the biggest thing that I can tell you guys is communicate. And I've told her, hey, this is how I'm going to be. This is how I am. This is how I feel. This is how I'm gonna act. I'm already aware because I know what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, you know. But and it took took us a little while for her to understand, you know. It's not me, it's Lou. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think so. Training wise, like we we both have been athletes our whole life growing up, and um, we were friends first. And he actually asked if he could come start working out with me, and I always trained with my dad, 
Um, he started taking me a lift when I was 13. And so he came and he was like thinking he was going to be this badass. And <laughs> he's like, oh, we'll do legs. And I made him cry on the first day. Okay, you made me throw up. Okay, either way. Well, I love it. You cry a little bit. You, you cry, you threw up. You Inside. did a little bit of all. But um, I think just that, like we have fun. We have fun. We're actually best friends and uh, we work out together every day. Yeah. And so we still set aside time so it's not just business all day long mm -hmm. and even though we work in the same place um, i don't talk to her yeah we, <laughs> we don't talk we will like he'll come up and he'll hug me um while i'm training clients and i'm like i'm busy but um <laughs> we still just have fun with it and i think um for luis i think he gives me a lot of credit and vice versa we we're able to see each other's strengths and play mm -hmm. on that and he's good where I'm not and vice versa. Yeah. And like, I love, I love the training part of it. And he will openly tell people all day long, like I'm the better trainer, but he loves the nutrition and I, he's the better nutritionist. And so I think we balance each other out that way yeah. and are able to kind of, yeah, take our egos out of it. I love so it because that's super hard to do. Yeah. It is. Right? It's very it hard is. to do. When you, when you say he's better at a certain thing than I am, or she's better at a certain thing than I am, that, that you're just, you're asking for trouble, yeah. right? Unless you're both mentally on the same page, yeah. right? So to be able to bring those, those two things together and have that self-awareness yes. of, you know, hey, he's a better nutritionist. Oh, yeah. she's, she's a better trainer. Go to her for this. Yeah. Um, it might not seem that, that way, but that is extraordinary. Yeah. Really and I think we've, you know, I'm very OCD. I'm a numbers guy. Um, I'm detailed oriented to the freaking dust ball, right? And I think she's more, you know, flow, go with the flow, fun, active, you know, stock it out, have a good training where I'm, you know, analyzing, lifting inch by inch. And we've actually made a good structure. We've had the same schedule for a while now, for years. You know, I wake up usually before her a little bit. I do my cardio sometimes or I'm reading, meditate. She gets up, I'm already at work. So we made it so I'm at work, she's at work, we're actually working, it's our business, and then we train together every day. It's been like that for years, and then we go back to work, and then we have our home life. The dogs, you know, the house, things we could take care for. And the one thing that I think people need to realize is it's balance. And she said it right, I'm good at business, and the numbers, and, and, and profit, and, and what we're doing, what, what, how we're gonna scale, where she's not good at that, and that's okay. And I've told her, it's okay. I'll take care of that while you take care of what I'm not good at. You know, the house stuff, the clients, the girls, the ladies, the athletes, the little things that I can't do. Well, I think you that's, know. again, just balance. Balance, because yeah. he is definitely the dreamer, the like, bigger, better, gotta have this, reach, 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 and I'm like, very much live in the present, take care of the people that we have now, make sure they have the best experience now. Mm -hmm. And so I think that helps. I love it. And so how, how do you avoid overpowering her, especially in, in, in an industry that, and to, to credit the people like you guys, there are, seems like, like women are, are, you know, making so much progress. Oh yeah. Um, but in a sport that could be largely dominated by males, um, how do you consolidate that to, if you have a strong personality, which I know that, that you do, yeah, yeah. to not <laughs> overpower Cass if she's more mellow, more in the moment? How do you guys consolidate a chill personality with a strong personality? 
So this is more of a, of a, I actually learned from a therapist and it took me a while to understand it. And I'm a go-getter from the freaking bones out, right? So what I learned, and you guys can take this into, you know, how you want to implement it into your life is I'm a nine, 10 go goer. Cass is a six and a seven, right? How do we balance that? I need to slow my roll. And for the last couple of years, I've been an eight, we've been eight, eight, seven, seven. And she has actually made me better because I've learned to be in the moment, be present. And when I need to go, I'll go. Then I'll come back down. And when we, and together, when we need to do something or, or you know, get something or, or, or strive for something, we talk about it, we communicate it and say, okay, we want to do it. Yes or no? Cool, let's do it. Boom. And you go back down. And that balance, and, and this goes back to supporting your partner. Guys, support your freaking partner in whatever the frick they want to do. And that's one of the biggest things that I have and I know that I've, you know, I, I do try to implement it into our life is whatever I want to do, go do it, babe. Vice versa, you want to do it? Yeah, go do it. You can do it. If you want my help, ask. Vice versa. So I actually had a client yesterday. Uh, her name's Coolia, and she played college basketball. And um, she brought up, she goes, I'm so glad that I went with you because Luis at first, like she's only had male coaches. And that very much is still a stigma that mm -hmm. guys are harder and better coaches right. in the fitness industry and just sports in general. I still think they that people think females are just not good coaches or they're not going to be as intense or, you know. So um, she had said she was like, oh, well, I want to be with you. And I hadn't met her yet. And she said she hadn't seen my Instagram. She didn't know anything about me. And he was like you want to be pushed. So I'm giving you, you want to be with my wife. Yeah. And she, after that first training, she was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. But she just, she'd never had any, any female trainers or anyone that, that was good. Yeah. So, and I always give, you know, I tell everybody like, you want to get your ass kicked, go, go to a class and you'll never come back. <laughs> or you want to stay because it's the push. Sure. I'll give you the push, but not like her. Right, and it's just a different type of training, right? She said it earlier, you, you fit your trainer. You know, people love Lou, but all that, but I'm not gonna train you the same as her or any of my other guys. And people need to realize that you might fit with different people, like in a relationship. You're not gonna fit the, every person you date. You have to find out and go through trials and errors to figure out, okay, I like this, how to be trained like this, and find my diet and what works for my body you can, and I can put that into so many different perspectives. And it's just, you know, going back to, you know, I always support her, what she wants to do. And, and, and I give the, I tell people, yeah, she's better than me, you know, and that makes me feel good because I know she is. And she, she'll tell the exact same thing back. And that's how we keep that balance. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So just kind of wrap up, guys. I'm going to ask the same question. Well, I, <laughs> I asked the same question to, to all of our guests, but for both of you to answer it uh, specifically. Uh, individually, if you will. So the question is, what would be your number one tip to somebody who is struggling with their self-image, struggling with their self-esteem, has tried this fitness shit <laughs> 10 times, it doesn't work, they don't feel good, um, and they're just struggling, man. Like, they're struggling to get up to work every day. They're not liking what they're seeing, what they're feeling. Cass, what would be your number one tip to somebody listening that feels that way? My number one tip... Hmm. Ooh, that's a good one. I would just say just just don't give up. 
don't give up because I have seen a million people who've tried a million different things. Um, it just might not be the right thing. It might not be the right fit for you. It might not be the right person, the right diet. Um, yeah. So I would just say, just you're worth it. Don't give up on yourself. If if that's truly what you want and it's gonna bring you happiness, you're worth it. Love it. Yeah. What about you, Lou? Um, yeah, to piggyback on that is, there's always something that works. You just haven't figured it out. So don't quit. There's You can try keto. You can do high protein. You can do the carnivore diet. You can go to the Atkins. You can do Herbalife. Find out what works best for you and stick to it. Because once it works and you flow and you keep flowing with it, it's going to work. And that's the biggest thing. People, people don't take the time to actually take a step back and say, okay, I need to really dial this down part of my life because I'm failing at this. But if you fail, what comes out of it? Success, right? And I, I can apply that to a lot of different things. I would just say, I would add like, find someone that you feel like actually even, like really genuinely cares about mm -hmm. you. Um, I think there are a lot of coaches and trainers out there that you have to fit their program and this is how they do it. But I think a good coach will look at you and say, okay, tell me about your life, actually mm -hmm. care about you, learn about you. Okay, how can I make you successful, help you get there mm -hmm. and, and make it fit you instead of you gotta, you gotta meet me here, you gotta figure it out. Perfect, yeah. I love it guys, I love yeah. it. So uh, tell our, our audience where they can find you, where they can plug into you. Yes. If they're thinking about doing something, <laughs> now is the pitch time just yeah. to wrap up. So yeah, um, Instagram, uh, Louis underscore Gucci, that just, you just came out. You Don't ask tell, me how. You gotta tell me that story <laughs> at some point. At some point, you gotta tell me that I story. <laughs> um, but yeah, Instagram. Uh, we did launch our new website, you guys. So really cool because now you can you can plug into whatever trainer you want. You don't have to go to Louie, okay, or Cass. We we made it so all of our employees and our trainers are actually chimed into the website. You click on their name, it goes right to their schedule, and you can book with them with their bio. It's more of a personal feel. Again, fit the person you wanna go with, right? Yeah, so Instagram, our website is up. Uh, we do have a new app coming out as well, um, breaking out the, the news. Um, but yeah, that's where you guys can find us. Uh, we're on Google. Uh, we are the number one five-star rated nutrition and training company. That's actually true, awesome. guys. That's actually true. Yeah. Fact so, check. Fact check. <laughs> um, Cassidy Nelson, that's my Gmail. And then our transform one is T-R-N-S-F-R-M, <laughs> fitness. That's no our vowels. Instagram. I know, yeah. No vowels, no vowels allowed. Nope, we took them out. There was we a company in New York, <laughs> there you go. by the way, That's and right. I had to trademark that name because That's it wouldn't right. let me allow to use the other name. Vowels. Yeah. So, yeah, and our facility is in South Salt Lake. Um, you guys can contact us and come in. You know, if you want to get a free training, we offer that as well. Um, we offer the free training. We do like birthday trainings as well. Um, woman classes, you guys, women out there that want to get fit. My wife is amazing at what she does. We have five classes a week. Um, you can come in, try it out. And it's, again, it's part of the community. We want to make it so everyone's welcome. And it, it, in our gym, everyone has the exact same goal. And we want to make it so it, it's fun and outgoing. And the environment is awesome. And we keep hearing that and we're super proud that we've established and we've made it so everyone feels welcome and great when they walk into the gym. I love it. Yeah, and I can vouch for that 100%, guys. Um, so thank you guys so much for joining me. Guys, this has been thank episode so number much. 62 you. of the Ask Tony Show. Check these guys out. Follow them. Hit them up. Till next time. <laughs>